On this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, I sit down with Sam Reddy from Musi.live. And Musi.live is a software program that I think every music teacher should be using, whether you're doing in-person lessons or online lessons or a combination of the two. We also go deep into some conversations about where we think the music lesson world is headed. That's all coming up. This is Music Lesson Business Academy, the podcast that helps you grow your music teaching business. Sam, welcome to Music Lesson Business Academy. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for taking time and being on the show today. And uh, I just want to jump like right into the meat and potatoes of everything, and then I'm sure we'll divert and get a little bit more of your background and everything but you are from a company called musi.live and yep. what is musi.live yeah so musi is basically the learning management system for music studios and specifically for those that are working with online lessons so our bread and butter is online lessons so musi is kind of like google classroom and zoom combined together you have all of the tools you need to facilitate the teaching. You have all the tools you need for the high quality audio and video. That's all baked right in. And then as, as the students, they've got all their practice tools, all of their assignments, anything that might be working on that has anything to do with the lesson is in one place. So it just simplifies the whole process for teachers and students. Gotcha. And, you know, so in you explaining it that way, it, it sounds kind of simple, but having done the demos with you, there is so much in this program. And what blew me away is, you know, we when we decided to really focus on, you know, online lessons, you know, there wasn't one place to go. We had to kind of go, OK, well, what do we do? We kind of like, OK, we can use Zoom. And then Zoom did make some enhancements and it got a little bit better. And we're like, OK, that's going to work. What do we do over here? And we had to kind of cobble together yeah. Zoom mixed with Manicam, using Seesaw for the lesson assignment portion, using Cordy to be able to show the piano roll, you know, yeah. in an open window in Manicam. And it, you know, what we finally kind of got it all put together and we were like, wow, this is pretty rad. Like this looks way better than anything else I'm seeing out there and is a great experience, but we're paying for all these things. We got to get them all to work together. And you know, when when I did that first demo with you, it was like everything we had thought of that we wanted for a music lesson online, you had put into your program. How did all of that kind of come about in your history? Yeah, I'd love to say that it was all my brilliant ideas, but <laughs> honestly, it's cool. It's, we can say that. Right. <laughs> At the beginning, like, you know, the beginning it was, it was all my ideas and, you know, we're a family run company. So, we just have a, you know, our team, we come up with everything in-house, we build it all in-house. So really the concept, you know, we actually, so quick backstory, we originally used, were going to do Musi as a tutoring platform, um, but then because of the pandemic and just change, real drastic changes in the industry, all the teachers that were on the platform at the time were like, hey, could we also use this with our own students? So we're like, well, yeah, don't see why not. So, so we made, we started making that change. And then from then on out, it has been, 
just our focus is building sort of that lesson management system for you and your students. So the ideas that really come through are all teacher suggestions now. And I literally use something called the list. It's every suggestion ever suggested goes on a big long list. And if it gets another suggestion, gets a little check mark next to it, those float up to the top and then it gets built next. And so it's pretty democratic in that sense, but we do everything like I meet with, I've met with maybe 500 teachers personally. So that's sort of how we know what to be doing. Everything is very hands-on in that sense. Um, but yeah, the, the evolution was kind of fun. We, we started building, you know, an online platform for hosting online lessons. So all of that stuff was already in the, like ready and good to go. When the pandemic hit, really all we were changing was instead of meeting only new students, you could also have your own students there to do the lessons as well. Um, and then we sort of shifted away from that tutoring platform and just focused on, you know, you and your own students, like I was saying, but all those tools that we've been building, we've got, I mean, just to kind of quickly rattle off. Sure. You know, it's, it's like, we've got a, a MIDI keyboard, file sharing, practice uh, assignment tools. Uh, you, you can schedule, you can do online lessons, you can do in-person lessons, you know, and all of that's an evolution. So, it, you know, rattling it off was just sort of a point as like, it's gotten big, but it was, you know, if we had this conversation a year ago, there would have been no assignments tool. There would have been no piano. There would have been, um, you know, limited, you know, some of the whiteboard features might not have been there yet. Um, you know, and, and so we're constantly developing new things for this platform. We're actually right now in the middle of a huge overhaul on the UI. So all of it, but it's all based on feedback. It's all that teachers will come to us and be like, hey, you know, I'm having a little trouble trying to figure out, you know, where, where does this go? And you're like, oh, okay, well, how, what could we do to make that simpler? You know, we have a beta group of teachers that have been using the platform for a couple of years. And those teachers will, will do like small group sessions and kind of hash out new ideas with them and see what people are looking at. And so they can kind of test features that we're working on as well. Um, get all that feedback from the community. And uh, that's really how we run everything. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I just, meaning I don't have to do much anymore. Yeah, like I just nice. sit here and just taking everyone's suggestions. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You know, in the intro to the show today, I, I, as I, kind of said what what was going to be on the sh who was going to be on the show and what we were going to talk about i i was you know in on my mind to make sure that i kind of worked in there that if you tune out because you think well i don't do online lessons this isn't going to be for me that that right. is a huge mistake and you know a program like this yeah it's got the the zoom meeting cloud meet you know video meeting conferencing kind of aspect to it which obviously you need for some type of an online lesson, but so many of the other elements of it are really something an, uh, an in-person teacher not only could use, but you know, in the future of music lessons should be using something Absolutely. like this. hundred percent. We've been focusing recently a lot more, obviously on, you know, in 2022, we've been looking at, okay, well, hybrid is going to be the new normal. You know, if you have it or, or just back to in-person, if that's what you want to do, you know, we, we're not sitting here saying that online is better in any way or superior or that in-person can't come back. Like I if am. you can do it, do <laughs> it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, well, I definitely have some ways that you know, I could make that argument. Um, but, you know, one thing we want to see, though, is the enhancement or the uh, the benefits that online was offering. 
such as recording your lessons, digital copies of content, you know, being able to really easily access material, not losing things, you know, pretty simple, you know, basic stuff. Nowadays, every kid is savvy with an iPad and a laptop. So you don't need right. to worry about them figuring out how to use it. They'll beat you to the punch, promise me. You know, it's like, yeah. they're, they're not going to, you don't have to worry about that. So the nice thing about that, though, is that with, with in-person lessons, you can utilize Musi in exactly the same way you would with your online. You have that file repository of all your content. The students just log in after their lessons. They can see recordings from their actual in-person lessons that they probably never would have done before. You know, you can relive events. And honestly, a lot of this too, like I did say a lot of it's from teachers, but a lot of this is also my own selfish desire is that what I wanted, you know, growing up was I had some amazing guitar teachers. I'd kill to have the recordings of those lessons in person or online. It doesn't matter. I would just, I would love the recordings or at least snippets or anything. Sure, Sure. I've got binders over there, of you know, folders still as stuff. Like just, but, but it's just piles of handouts, you know, that right, have right, right. no like semblance of a curriculum. But the funny thing is, you know, and that's what I wanted. I was thinking, well, wouldn't it be awesome if I had all of this material? And it really kicked me when I went to Berkeley because I paid all that money to go to college. And then right when you graduate, they're like, okay, you have like two weeks to download everything we've ever given you. Otherwise it's going to be deleted. Wow. And you're just like, uh, okay. Like, didn't I pay like literally a fortune for that stuff? So my thought was like, well, you as the student own, own that material because you're paying for the lesson, you know? So I feel like it's the, the cool benefit is you can go home, you can rewatch your lesson. You can like jam out with your teacher, like as in the sense, like they can record video clips for you and you can play along with them as many times as you'd like. You have all of those tools at your fingertips and like automated awards and prizes and stuff like that to yeah. give it a little bit of fun. Gamification you know? part. Yeah. yeah. And you know, a little gamification doesn't hurt. And, um, you know, the, and from my point of view, as a, like as the student, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm learning other instruments too as I go. So I use it as the student as well, which is kind of fun. And you know, I, you, I make myself assignments and we'll, you know, go through the material. And I think the way that the platform is designed is really just there for you and your students. That's why, and being I said, it's like a learning management system for music studios. I know that's super broad, but. Yeah. Really, what we're trying to do is facilitate all the tools that can improve the quality of your lessons. Would you like a free course? Head on over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com slash foundations to get my business foundations course for free. It's an oldie, but a goodie. And I don't care how you're teaching online, in person, hybrid. We've got some fascinating accounts of teachers uh, teaching lessons like three kids in the classroom, three kids online at the same time, yeah. and then rotating those groups around and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, yeah. So like, there's tons of things that you would never have thought to do before that now is a possibility. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I'm really interested in, in sort of like expanding education possibilities for teachers but also just making it easier for students and a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. One of the things we were real excited about was that you had really thought through the group element online. Yeah. um, Yeah, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. The group is, is a new thing, right. You know, or newer, I guess it's online is just newish anyway, you know, but the group thing is what we've noticed in 2022 is post called post pandemic, if you want um, but like in, in what we were noticing now is that teachers are going, okay, well, I think I'm comfortable online. I think I've got that. 
what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And then now the conversation is like, well, actually, you ever thought about holding a lab or an ensemble or a workshop or a, a course or doing a summer camp or, you know, doing there's a million different things like that. And so fortunately, we were really into that very early on. Um, just we met up with some good resources, you know, Glory St. Germain, I think from, uh, she does a lot of group stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, we met her really early on. So the group aspect became very clearly like, okay, that's going to become a really useful thing. And we've got some really neat features that, and this is actually a suggestion from, from somebody who is teaching groups. And basically the, what we've got is this thing called breakout audio. So instead of a breakout room where you can send people to a different you know, little Zoom meeting. This allows you to create private audio channels inside that group. So I can talk to you privately while all five or six of the other kids are on screen and they can be working on their material or whatever they're doing. The nice thing is they stay on screen so they can't be goofing around or if they are, you can see them. <laughs> and yeah, then, right. you know, you can create those <laughs> private audio channels with whoever you want in the group. So you can have like little conversations or little groups inside of a big group makes it very flexible, just like you would in real life. You know, I think with Musi, that's really what we've been doing is trying to mimic in-person lessons and in-person procedures as much as possible. Right. Um, you know, one thing that we run into a lot is, is teachers who might be sort of afraid of the online space because they're like, oh, well, I'm going to have to change all my methodologies. I'm going to have to do things. I'm going to have to. It's like, well, actually, just a couple little tweaks. Right, right. You don't need to actually change that much. Just a few little tweaks and you'd be surprised how smooth this can go. You know, and I think that, you know, now with these group lessons and that it's same kind of thing, what you did in a group in person is actually very adaptable online. If you used to do like a lab style group and you were going to each kid one by one and just working with them individually and then going to the next one and they just practice what you told them and you kind of go around the room and then you get back to the group and then maybe do something in the middle. There's no reason you can't, you know, take that exact methodology, use the breakout audio channels, talk to the students one by one. And then when it's back together, have everyone, you know, back in the main page and share documents with them and resources, let them work on their own things. You know, as I think, you know, you do have to learn the technology a little bit sure, to sure. figure out how it literally works. But I think the important thing is to realize the methodology is actually quite similar. Um, So as a teacher, it's not like relearning how to teach, Um, which is why why I think it's becoming so popular, because people are starting to be like, whoa, hold on. Like, this actually isn't so bad. I I can do a group of five or seven kids online and I don't have to leave my home and I don't even need a big room. I mean, my, this is my, I always say this, but this room is literally not big enough to put more than two people in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like not conducive at all to groups just because it's in a weird location in the house. Yeah. But what if I just put those kids all online? Then I don't have to care about the size of the space. I don't have to rent anywhere. I don't need to worry about limitations in that manner. I just have to good Wi-Fi and then I'm good to go. Right. So right, I right. think some of those things are really, really cool that we've yeah. never really had before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really exciting. And, you know, I want to come back a little bit to, uh, you know, we'll come back to, you know, some of the future of online and hybrid lessons and where all these things mm-hmm. can go. One, I, I wanted to address one of the things, you know, that does come up, and you know, is just the little bit of latency that's, yeah. you know, and you and I've talked about it and, you know, it's, you know, continually gets better 5G and faster internet and just all these things are, are helping you get there. And maybe someday, you know, that'll be a thing. You, yeah. You're pretty confident it probably won't be. 
uh, at least in any kind of near future. So, you know, that's the one thing that I think, you know, and and we've been doing online lessons for quite a while. And, you know, some of my teachers, I still see struggling, you know, conceptually with that change. For example, I will see a vocal teacher, you know, trying to, you know, be the piano accompaniment for like the vocal warm up yeah. exercises. And, you know, we've all heard the teachers doing it or coming through the, you know, the, the <laughs> vocal studio at your, at your big school, bum, bum, da, 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 bum, bum. you know? And so, so they're, they're kind of trying to do it as if they were in the room mm-hmm. and really that that's one of those struggles. So kind of how have you guys addressed that issue? Yeah. So I, I, I'm the pessimist in the room. Yeah, for yeah. That <laughs> so, um, yeah, latency just is, and it, it just will be, <laughs> I think that's the, the clearest I could ever say it, but no, seriously, uh, things like Starlink, I hear Starlink two is coming, uh, which is Elon Musk's satellite based Wi-Fi system. Mm. They said there's a new version coming out soon. They're supposed to be even like 10 times better than the first one. This kind of thing. That's is what all promising. the like van life and people that live yeah. in RVs use Starlink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they all say it doesn't work that good. But. Well, that's the thing is like it's 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 still beta technically. Yeah. So that's why I'm the pessimist is because that kind of technology is promising, but I, it's not going to solve the problem because it's still it's I mean it's a satellite. You literally like you know not to like I, I think everyone understands this, but like. A Wi-Fi signal literally has to, like, I say a word, goes through the computer, it goes to the satellites literally in space, goes back down to your computer, transmits, and then it does a bunch of other things. That It, it literally can't be instant. Like, right, no, right. you know what I mean? Like, no matter what we do as humans, until we come up with some kind of quantum computing, um, we're just dead in the water. Now, having said that... It is pretty are, amazing when you think about it. It's, it's what's happening right now right and we're so bitchy about it that's, you know? that's the thing that drives me nuts like if it, it doesn't work just perfectly we're like what the you know right? this is bullshit like, man if we, if we me and you were talking together right now halfway across the country without a problem yeah. I, but if we want to clap together in perfect unison it might not work right i think that's a little bit nitpicky to be honest you know about the quality of what we can provide in the world now having said that there are definitely things that can be done to enhance the general gist of audio video systems because they are definitely like these ones like zoom and you know google meet and those are literally specifically designed for talking to each other right so you know they do have some modes here and there but again that's not what they do so even if you ask an entire division of Zoom to focus on this, it's not, that's not what they, that's not who they are and what they do. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, it's just a project in that sense. <laughs> right. Whereas There's like, one guy at Zoom who's a guitar player. I mean, I, <laughs> really, really into the idea, right? But that's where I think specialty companies like ours come into play, where we do nothing but this. You know, so for like audio video, yeah, you can't fix the latency problem. And I'll talk about our solution to that in a second. Um, But basically things that we have seen is like you're saying when you're playing the piano and they're trying to play is that if you can understand to just hold it a little longer and let them, we have actually seen videos and experienced it myself where you can play something and the student can play. And because we use a, uh, 
of it's called full duplex audio basically just means that the signals don't crash into each other yeah. mm -hmm. um so both of those will happen at the same time so whether or not your wi-fi is good enough um but if it's something slow and just totally free flowing you can get close enough where you can play the chord and you can sing the scale and you'll be able to hear the chord humming in the background and the scale notes going up over the top of it now having said that <laughs> That's assuming you both got good quality Wi-Fi and a decent microphone, you know? And of course, sometimes you get lucky with your just built-in stuff. Um, but, you know, those are the kinds of things that you can only improve so much with tech, with software. So with software, we basically tapped out what you can do mm. reasonably. If you want really a better sound quality or really a better experience, a faster computer, a better microphone, you know, those kinds of things actually do make a big difference sure, at, sure. The, at the finite level. You know, when we're talking about like getting the going from really good to amazing, you know, if you've got like that new M1 Max studio, that thing will be screaming and you'll yeah. have a fantastic lesson every single time you know and you could have a million tabs open in the background and run every tool on the system all at once i think one thing a lot of people don't understand is like computers are still computers like they still run an engine you know so if yeah. you start doing a bunch of stuff at the same time you're in a lesson you open a whiteboard that's no problem but then you go and like open garage band and spotify and then right Facebook. or yeah something even more taxing like right you know pro like, tools or something you know which i see teachers you know they want to have yeah, you yeah. Know, and like sometimes uh, some, it works program or, like you that you gotta open. have the right setup for that kind yeah. of thing if you're gonna do that stuff you do need to know that like you need a high-end computer to but the nice thing is for just a standard lesson you can grab your iPad and just stick it up right. and you've got a camera, you've got your whiteboard, you've got your tools and your lesson quality will be good. You know, right. it'll be good enough that your student goes, Oh, that was so much better than what we used to do. <laughs> you know? And like, that's the, that whenever I hear that, I'm like, okay, we're doing the right, like it's working, you know? And so that's the kind of stuff that I think with technology, you know, we can only address it so far. Now our secret weapon is our thing called clips. And so this is basically uh, just a concept that we came up with is you can record inside your lesson, these little snippets. Mm -hmm. And now the new version that's being released in the next month or so has it so that you can record and your students can also record. And basically the way it works is you record what you're going to play for the duet. It then immediately transfers that recording over to the student. They can hit play and record and they can record along with what you just did. Then that now stitches together as a, like a two layered recording, you hit play and then it's you and your student or you, you know, playing together in a duet right. and you don't have to worry about latency or anything because you're just recording natively onto your own computer. So that's a really clever way of getting around duets. And it comes with a really neat side effect that I, you know, I hadn't really thought about while at first and then became very obvious is that those clips become saved in two locations, one for the teacher and one for the student. So not only can you do the play along during the lesson, but the student can go and take that recording and then play along with it all week. Mm -hmm. So they're jamming along with you now the entire week. And when they get back to class the next week, hopefully, you know, that's has had some impact. And then as a teacher, you're building out a big library right. where then you don't even need to record new stuff. Right. You'll, you'll so I'm just, you know, thinking of the scenario here guitar lesson you know it's not that far in before it's like okay we can play a 12 bar blues i taught you the one scale any <laughs> note in that's gonna work right yeah. we've all seen every teacher do that in a lesson 
Yep. And, and, you know, and, and I've always making that point with the teachers. It's like, how many millions of times have you done that? Why, yeah. why haven't you just recorded one nice version for, of you playing those 12 bars yourself. that you just throw in every time so you don't have to yeah. like be trying to do it, you know, live? Yeah, exactly. And and the one thing also, and I think this is sort of another side effect that people don't, don't think about straight away that becomes apparent later with like the clips tool is as the teacher, you don't have to play mm-hmm. while the student is playing. Your attention is 100% yeah. on them. Like, yeah, I know we can all play and do five other things. But not really. Like yeah. in reality, if we just if we don't play, we can actually put all our attention onto our students. And I think that's something that's quite beneficial, too. And then you're not messing around with trying to get levels right and this and that. And it's it becomes just easier. You can just plug in, get your stuff and you do your you know, you, you talk, you play, you show the examples, you record a couple things. It goes to the student. They play along, record a couple things. It goes back. You guys can do that as much as you want. You've got your interactive whiteboard to play games. You know, and this isn't even just music. This is just sort of like the methodology of making online lessons feel more like you would with an in-person lesson. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the, the next kind of level or step in that whole process is instead of, you know, and, and this is, you know, Brian and I and Corey, my two partners at the school, this is what we've been talking about a lot is re- you know, what's the next level of this whole thing that really isn't like, well, we do this, this and this to kind of make it like an in-person lesson was or to be pretty close to playing along with each other or anything like that. It's like, no, this is how this we're making the whole process of really the learning of an instrument mm-hmm. way better than it ever was before, regardless 100%. of any type of, you know, so thinking about that really like to me the process like when you really think about how music lessons have been done for 200 years it's kind of stupid because i have watched teacher after teacher you know in a 30 minute lesson trying to cram all this stuff in usually to try to like and i remember personally doing this oh yeah (laughs) show value to the parent right you know and it's like oh, you so know guilty. you know so they're paradiddling all the way up to 29 minutes of the 30 yeah. minute lesson and then it's like okay there you go yeah, you know and it's like okay it's 30 minutes some people say well 30 minutes isn't enough you need an hour okay an hour you that's not how learning really happens you go to a class you listen to a teacher give a lecture or talk about a concept or demonstrate mm-hmm. some concept then they provide you with really important things that you're supposed to do at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and like, that's where it really matters. 95% of this whole thing, I think is what the student is going to do at home this week. A hundred, you know, yes. so <laughs> turning that focus, that direction, a yeah. tool like Musi is what we need to be able to do that by having these files, by having these like insanely good lesson assignments, you know, mm-hmm. and all these things, it, it's really like, you know, I, I think the whole like process to just be kind of turned on its ear. Yeah. No, exactly. It's actually kind of funny to say that because as I mentioned, we're doing a whole redesign of the platform literally this morning. We're talking about the assignments tool and how that's going to look in the new thing. Cause we're trying to just make it better and better. Cause that is becoming sort of, the bread and butter like besides audio video stuff that's we we did that that's cool it works really well it's awesome obviously we'll keep 
make that as great as it possibly can. But now we can focus some time on these assignments and assignments we've noticed have become like by and far the largest like usage thing on our platform, like everybody uses them. And what's really cool about that is that they have a ton of benefits internally. Like it makes it easy for the teacher, easier for the student. They can track their progress automatically, all that kind of fun stuff. But it also sort of changes the paradigm of how even our software works. Because we used to do where like you just had your file repository, you just had your chat, you had your whiteboards, you had, and you could just go find all the stuff you needed when you needed it. And it was just there. And that worked really well. But now what we're seeing is that, like you're saying, is that lessons are sort of shifting in the sense that, because what I, when we did it that way, guilty of what you were saying is like, just trying to share 30 files at once and be like, do all this stuff. And like, here's, here's a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and try and just make it look like we've done a million things. Whereas now with my assignments, it's one assignment at the end of the lesson about usually just one thing mm-hmm. it's a, or maybe two, like, but very specific things that I yeah. want them to focus on that week. And they have all the content they need to go along with it. They don't need to go looking for it anywhere. They click one button and it has everything they need. And then when they come back that, and because I know how long they've worked on it, because it tracks that, it makes it really easy to say, because I'll know, it's not the, here's the distinction is it? it's not that you need to know how long your students are practicing, what it helps, because you'll know within five seconds if they did or did. What it helps with is that when you see that they didn't practice at all, it allows you to reevaluate yourself as the teacher. You go, okay, well, they didn't practice that. Why? So, you know, they, what were they too hard? Didn't like it. Not what, what, you know, what is it? You can dig into that and give an expectation of where they're going to be in the lesson. So you're not going to be frustrated with them when they inevitably come in and don't know the thing. Those kinds of tools though, I think like you're saying, they're sort of reshaping how, how lessons actually work because the focus of my lessons now is making sure that I get across one or two solid points. A lot of it is demonstration. Like I end up doing a lot more playing and showing and kind of making sure that they understand one thing and then we move to the next thing. Then their assignment is filled with very detailed material, you know, little clips that are tied to that thing, whiteboard documents with notes and everything so that when they leave, they feel like they've got everything they need. And then they just do the self-learning through at home, which obviously 30 minute lesson versus 30 minutes a day. I mean, you know, they literally practice seven times more than they see me. So (laughs) hoping they at least do 30 minutes a day, you know, but you know what I mean? Even if they do 10 minutes a day, they're still practicing more than they see you. So, you know, I completely agree that the providing that content in a really, really easy to manage way you know, so just bundled nice and easy for the student. Like even old school is kind of difficult. If I've got papers all over my desk, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm like, ah, crap, which is page three. Where did it go? You know, it's like with the digital versions of that stuff, it just kind of cleans up that headache side. And then the excuse for I didn't practice is just, I didn't practice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I think it becomes a lot more clear. <laughs> um, you know, last in last week's podcast, I did a whole thing about digital curriculums and is that the future of music lessons which i think more and more people are going that way and 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 a lot more need to you know and and that's the whole idea is like you know thinking again about well how do people take in information now and especially how are younger people taking in information there's almost always like a video visual component to that and you know and i use this stupid analogy every time of like 
you know, you're teaching a, a student, you know, a beginner drum student, you're teaching them how to hold the sticks or you're teaching them how to do a drum stroke, you know? And I always would say, yeah, it's kind of like cracking a whip, you know, that's the rips and the arm motion, like you're cracking a whip. And how much, you know, why shouldn't I just make one good video, because right? With like, and then cl- cut to a clip of a cowboy movie where a guy cracking the whip. So it's like entertaining. It's interesting. Absolutely. I mean, that's how, you know, I mean, you know, a huge portion of our students, they're younger students. Yeah. Adults will think it's funny too, you yeah. know, <laughs> or you can do different yeah, videos no, think- and have those things there as a learning tool. And, and we watch that together. Then we yeah. could talk about, okay, in the video, you saw this and here's, yeah. let's go over it again. And, and, and I, and I think what you're doing in music is just so right along that line of like being able to create a digital curriculum within the program. Yeah. And if you have a school with multiple teachers, you know, yep. you know, we certainly have gone, you know, are going more and more and more to this idea. You know, we already have a complete guitar course that would be from right. beginner through maybe a year and a half, two years in, yep. you know, it's hundreds of videos, it's yep. tests, it's everything. It's like you hire a teacher. It's like, we're all, we're all using this. Yeah. Like, let's just make it nice and consistent. Right. Like it just works. Now the videos are pulled into the lessons and, and it's just, it's, yeah. it, it, the student has that option now of like, I go home, I log on, I can watch the mm-hmm. videos, I can take the quiz. Then I have my personal interaction with a teacher yeah. It's just more of how, you know, things are taught. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's honestly, like I said, it's what I wanted. You know, it's, it's, it's what you wanted, right? The reason you're get, trying to give this to your students is because in a real heart of hearts, it's what you wish you had when you were. were oh, it's kid. Just, yeah, I can't you know? even like, imagine. You'd be like, how cool would it be if I had like, because I'm like, like you're saying with courses, like I would have killed for when I was really young to have known that that was a thing that I could have gone and got some course that could have gotten me through my first year or two, you know, it's like, it's before YouTube kicked off, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, that would have been really awesome. But now it's one of those things where I've seen businesses do real impressive things with having courses that prime people that then get them into their business fold so that they are already coming into the lessons with knowledge about how you guys teach and what styles and a bit of understanding on the instrument. And they didn't have to worry about going right into lessons you know, I think there's like those kinds of flexibilities, like we're saying hybrid classes, group classes, one-on-ones, online, in-person, if you can offer enough stuff. And like you, we were kind of saying before is that like, as a studio, you obviously don't want to offer every single thing because that's not going to work for yeah. anybody. That's, you're going to get too bogged down. So you do have to kind of go in and say, okay, well, let's try this. If it doesn't work, then we have to be willing to pull the plug and then we'll go try this. And if that doesn't work, okay, we'll try something else. But, you know, you can extend your studio out into so many different avenues now just by utilizing the technology a little bit. And the quality of those lessons increases. It's easier for you to do it. And as you say, like as owning studios, having multiple teachers, you can expand your businesses to further locations. You know, there's uh, why, why not hire a teacher in each state and have them all remote and just run your business, then you'd be able to get, you know, local, you could have both local and online students in every single state. Yeah. You know, the like last, like I that. mean, the last guitar teacher, I'm, you know, I'm, we're in Southern California is where our business is. The last yeah. guitar teacher I hired is in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, right? Like, why not? Yeah. Like, why it, not? It, yeah. Work. It's, it, it, it just gives you so many 
possibilities that way. Yeah. Um, before I kind of move on to this next, you know, little bigger picture kind of thing, I really want to stress to people to like get online with you and, and demo yeah, this yeah. thing and watch the videos because as much as we're talking about it, you know, right. it's, it's like we obviously, you know, it intimately, I've been on some demos of it now. And I don't think like you really just hearing us talk about it can, can really tell how cool this thing is until you see it. Because, you know, you did a demo with Brian who from my school, who's kind of like our director of curriculums. And he had kind of really gone deep in putting, you know, our online program together as far as, right. you know, you, here's how we're going to use Seesaw. Here's how we're going to do the assignments. Here's how it all works and everything. So when I told him about it, I think at first he was kind of like, oh, no, oh, God, are we going to go through some other like gargantuan change? And Danny always gets really excited about these tech things, you know, and and then I'm like, well, just check it out, you know, and, and see if there's any holes like, are, you know, is there anything like any holes that you see like it would be great, except we're going to lose out on this or anything. Mm -hmm. And And he was just blown away after the demo he's like this is it this is the thing <laughs> yeah. so things. yeah i just encourage people like because the way we're explaining it yeah. you can't really conceptualize it right. until you see this program that's what i mean when, I, when people ask me what is it the the learning management system is just the the tagline because that's sort of the general gist of what's going on but in reality, it, it, like you said, you got to really see what's happening in there. Yeah. But it, the nice thing is, like I said, I, I usually do the demos myself personally. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I've met about 500 teachers and I, my, but since doing music. And, you know, now, you know, I, and I love that. That's how I know what to do. Like we talked about earlier, like that's the only way I know how to keep the product alive and you, you know, vibrant and helpful. Um, but if anyone is interested, like, please reach out. We have a chat support on the platform. It usually go to me or someone on the team. We're always humans. We're always there. It's always people, you know, if we're about robots answering all your calls for you. Um, yeah, but that kind of stuff, I think really helps too. You know, one thing it just is a, and I think you, you kind of get this is that it's the support that we, you know, you provide to the community that allows yeah. you to kind of have that, like we have obviously music is a niche specialty thing so being a music teacher myself and having all the conversations with all those other music teachers and like conversations with like you and you know other kinds of conversations like this is really the only way that the whole music industry pushes forward and the cool thing is there is so many things like this now you know there used to be the a couple of avenues that you could talk about music technology now it's becoming like there's there's avenues that you can get out there's forums there's groups on facebook you know that kind of stuff, which is nice to see. Like I, as a techie nerd, I love seeing like the tech side of things bubble yeah. into the teaching side of things, you know? And I think unfortunately the pandemic sort of spurred that ahead, but at the same time, I think that might've been sort of one of the better kind of outcomes is that everybody yeah. sort of, you know, utilizes technology a bit more. Yeah. Make lemonade out of lemonades. Yeah. Right. It, it, well, real early in the pandemic. And if somebody went back and listened to, you know, some of the episodes that happened, you know, six months into it or whatever, yeah. you know, we just decided like, okay, we got to figure out a way when we come out on the other side of all this stuff right. to be in a better position than when we went in. That's like the only way you can, you know, you can, yeah. otherwise you just like curl up and just hope things change or whatever, you know? And it's like, exactly. okay, well, how can we change this? What, what if we just go to this whole thing? So, 
you know, for us, I mean, you know, we have our struggle it struggles and, and, and you and I were talking about it a little bit before the call started. You know, we have our times where it's like, oh, this part isn't yeah. going well or I'm frustrated <laughs> with this. But in general, I'm happier with mm-hmm. where the direction that we're going as a business. And I've talked about that so many times. It's like, you know, your business is going to change. And the important thing is to build a business that works for you. Yeah. Just because, you know, you hear some other music schools like, oh, well, this is how we do it. We've got 15 teachers and we do this huge program here and we do this, that and the other thing. It doesn't mean like everybody's got to do that, you know. Uh, yeah. So, you know, use all these tools to kind of like design the business that's great for you. you exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, clear at the end, we'll we'll hit all the. The, you know, the links and everything again, but I just want to encourage everybody to really, you know, go over, watch the videos at musy.live. Um, is there a YouTube channel of just videos yep. or? Okay. Yeah. YouTube channel, uh, music.live on YouTube. Yeah, and it's M-U-Z-I-E yeah. Um, let's just, uh, uh, <laughs> why is online, why are online lessons better? <laughs> and let's say, why are they better for a teacher or a school? Let's start there. What do you think? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> I uh, have been waiting for this question for so long. <laughs> no, um, I, I do. I do actually believe online lessons are better. Um, I know we try to be fair, but in reality, I really do. So, in my own personal life, like this is, you know, just using this as an anecdote. And like I said, my office is small. I live in a house that's not conducive to having lessons. So my, my options are two: rent a location or drive to every single lesson. Yeah. Both of those are incredibly expensive yes. and incredibly draining on you before you even get the ball rolling. Yeah. So now I moved to Colorado three years ago. So I, I you know, was sort of like when I got here, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to set up what, my shop here? Like, how's that going to look? And it became very clear. I was like, well, why don't I just do the online stuff again? <laughs> you know, it was like, because, you know, I did, I did do a couple of the drive around towns just for a couple of kids that really wanted to, to do in person or really young kids, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, I'm getting my feet rolling again in a new town. I don't mind putting out a little bit of legwork to, to make it happen. But then I was like, what am I doing? Like yeah. I'm driving literally 45 minutes across my own town to get to a lesson that's 30 minutes long. It's like, this is crazy. Like I'm burning gas back to, you know, where you are day one. You're like, I got to fix this. And it's right back to online lessons again, you know, and it's, and it, that's the thing is it's so flexible for you as a teacher. I go to, I go on random road trips sometimes uh, throughout 2020. We did that a lot. We just never stopped. Mm-hmm. We would just literally get to a gas station, pump the gas, get back in the car and keep driving. Uh, we made it from Colorado to Florida to Boston and back. Um, with literally not interacting with a human being. It was pretty fun though. Sounds uh, awesome worked, to me. <laughs> I, but I worked the entire time from the road. Yeah. So like we would just post up like, or I, I have taught a guitar lesson on a bench behind a gas station in Nebraska. So, you know, it's like, and it was a pretty good guitar lesson. They got a kick out of the fact I was like outside and, and on a road trip and, and the lesson was great. I just carried my guitar in my bag. And when I got to my you know hotel room, I could actually sit down and you know do the do the real thing. But you can be flexible. I met a teacher the other day who has a grand piano in a caravan. I don't know how they got the grand piano wow. in the caravan. Still trying to figure that out. Um, and then like we were saying, <laughs> Starlink, they've got you know satellite Wi-Fi. They literally drive around the country. 
teaching music lessons. Like, how is that not better? Right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, just being real, like that is the coolest thing in the world that you could be literally anywhere on earth and teach. Like yeah. that to me is all you need. Now, knowing that the technology and the lesson quality is basically the same, if not better, which I'll get to as well, is that the, the just the enjoyment of being a teacher, I find it way more enjoyable. Right. And so I, that is my own, really, I only need that. But that's really the big point for me. And then, of course, I actually do believe the quality of the lessons are better. I think that by not handholding my students, they actually have to do more on their own. So I have, I've had students that have done, you know, done in person and have done online. They progress faster online. Mm-hmm. I actually have students who have like, um, who will have like a helper in the lesson if they're really, really young. And sometimes sure. as you find when without the helper, they do better because they're like, I can flip the page. My mom just doesn't think I can, you know, I'm like, I can read this music. They just think I can't, or they don't give me enough time to do it myself. You know? So I, I find that that kind of stuff actually works really well online because you put the sheet music on the screen. The student has all the time in the world to work through it. They can point to stuff just like they would in a normal class. But the nice thing is that they have the flexibility to do it in their comfortable environment. So you get students in their natural environment instead of the stuffy, right. uncomfortable environment of whatever your in-person lessons might have been. Like if you're going to your teacher's house, it might be kind of weird. If yep. you're going to like their studio, you might just be like, oh, there's so many people around there's always someone walking by the door every 30 seconds. Or if they're driving to your house, you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. You're like, you're in my house. Like, <laughs> why? you know what I mean? Like my teddy bears are over there. This is strange. You know, you, I feel like you catch people off guard with that kind of stuff where an online lesson, they can be like, I'm going to sit on the corner of my bed or I'm going to go sit downstairs in this like little makeshift area I've built for myself or, right. you know, whatever it is. And I think that actually a little bit of space between allows that kind of like breathing room. Um, and then, like I said, the students do a lot more on their own. So like I'll give my students worksheets or whiteboard things and I'll be like, okay, you put, you annotate the document. Like normally in an in-person lesson, I'm like, okay, so you see this, you see this, you see this. And I'm like drawing all over. Now I'm like, well, actually you do it. I'll talk you through it, but you actually do the actual physical activity on the board. Or if you're trying to practice something, so they can't literally position their hand I have to get better at teaching by explaining things more clearly. Because if I'm explaining something poorly, it comes very apparent in an online lesson. Yeah. It's, it's obvious that you're, you're doing it wrong because the student is just super confused. And then the thing I find with in-person lessons is your media is to be like, oh, well, hold on. Let me just move your hand and pull your fingers and place your limbs like this. And like, okay, now you've got it. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess, but you know, it's kind of like in reality, it's better if they can just work to that process themselves. So if they can get, you know, if you can say, okay, you got to move your thumb a little bit to right. the back, you've got to move your hand a little bit. If they can work through that, that muscle memory process is much more effective in learning yeah. than just moving someone's hand to the sure. location. And, and, you know, just, I mean, the reality is those, those kind of interactions are just, you know, for better or for worse, you know, it, it, it's a different world or even if it isn't a different world people perceive it to be differently and you know that's something you know that brian you know our director of curriculums who is an amazing guitar teacher he's like i never reached over and touched kids hands i'm not touching kids you know in a in a lesson like i haven't done that in 10 years like there's no difference you know in the way that i am 
instructing that student, you know, in this online version versus sitting next to them. Exactly. And, you know, he, you know, just to kind of accentuate your point, he, you know, he, he lives in Nashville now, <laughs> you right. know, our, right. he, he just right. moved, you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, my band plays in Nashville a lot. You know, I wanted to try something different. He, he, he's flying back and forth between California and Nashville because they play out here a bunch. But he, you know, he's like, nothing's changed. And what's amazing is because, you know, we have pretty strict protocols on how right. the lesson has to look and sound and, yeah. you know, all these things. You can't really tell any difference. His room, his lesson, virtual lesson setup, it he, nobody could know the difference whether he's in Nashville or back home in, in at, at the beach, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just so much more flexible, yeah. so much more profitable to do online, um, you know? And it just opens up so many things. And I think for our teachers that work for us, you know, to not have to drive to the school, Right. When it's, you know, crazy gas prices right. to not sit in Southern California traffic, right. you know, all those kinds of things. It, it, it just it's hard to argue, yeah. <laughs> you know, really. that it, it was better, you know, and, and we had some teachers that they just for whatever reason, you know, maybe they want to they like to go somewhere or something like that. Well, and they want to get out and go to the studio every day. Cool. Yeah. Like, you know, and I get it. You know, that's fine. But that's what, you know, my point is like, let it roll. You know, if that's what they want to do, then great. But sure. also. Why not teach some online lessons if you have a gap in your schedule, but just teach them from the studio? You know what yeah. I mean? Like fill those gaps with online that you might have, you know, a typical student cancels. Uh, okay, I've got half an hour. I guess I'm killing. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a student on the waiting list who's always wanted a lesson. Maybe we could throw them in an online lesson and right. see if we could get them on the roster somehow. Or so, just, you know? Yeah. So here's the harder question, yeah. which comes, you know, and, and this is this is the challenge for all of us. Why is an online lesson better for the student right? or the parent? Yeah. I, well, so, I mean, for the parent, the, the, the convenience again, I is, you know, that's the obvious monumental, one, right? right? Yeah. You know, you don't have to drive, you, if, you know, in the reality of things, we all know music gets cut first. It's the first thing in the fiscal budget of a family, of a school, of a government, of a, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's, it's always the first thing to go, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, so in the reality of it, if you've got three kids and two are going to football practice and one is a guitar lesson, it's more likely the guitar lesson is not going to happen and right. that the parents are going to be off dropping up. You know, it just is what it is. I'm not, it's not, I'm not trying to make a societal point. Sure, sure. Um, but the nice thing is, what if I can just take my lesson from my bedroom over here while you go drop off the brother across town and then, you know, I'll just be here doing this and then it, like that kind of thing, that in itself so much easier. Then the advantage is just of you don't feel like so most people have a policy in their studio of if you don't can't you know if you cancel within 24 hours you're probably just going to lose your spot sure. and no makeup lesson we just get your money haha sex for you well that doesn't <laughs> really feel good for the person who's losing the 25 or 50 bucks or whatever sure. so now I mean I do a couple of different things one I will offer a makeup lesson as in I will just record. 15 minutes and just send it to them right. and be like, there you go. There's your lesson. Watch it when you have time this week and then practice what I said. And we'll meet up next week. No skin off my back. Really. I still get paid for the time. Right. They don't feel like they're getting ripped off. Sure. They feel like they're being compensated for not being able to make it. Yeah. It's a little inconvenient for me, but it's not, it's pretty good deal, you know, on both sides. And then of course the op obvious, if they literally can't make it to class or they're sick or they have to COVID lockdowns again or anything like that. If you have the ability to be online, 
you're you're saving that asset, you know, or you're saving that relationship, any strain that might have been caused by them canceling or, you know, messing around with the schedules and things like that. So just as an administration side of thing, online lessons are a billion times easier because if you're doing all online and someone's canceling, I mean, like I said, you can just take that slot and record something or just don't offer the cancel you know, you know, or offer it as an online somewhere at some other time because it's really easy to make time with online lessons where you might not literally have studio time or space to do the in-person lessons. Or So I think those kinds of things work really well. But then as a student, I think there are literal benefits like getting digital copies of all of your material, having tools that are designed for practicing, something that is there for you that is just your music lessons. It's not tied to your all your other stuff is just your music lessons. You go in with your instrument, you sit down, you can shoot your, put your metronome on, turn on your practice timer, and everything you're supposed to work on for music is right there in one hub. That I think is super important because it's the simplicity of, we all know it, you're in that like, oh, I wanna practice something. So you go grab your guitar, you sit down. If you've gotta then screw around for five more minutes trying to just get the thing open, that can kill the whole like excitement before you even get the ball rolling. Where with this kind of thing, you fire up what you need, students sit down, they play, they have some fun. Like I said, it's a bit gamified, so they can kind of, you know, add on to that kind of stuff. But I think that is actually really important in the sense that students have a hub now that is sort of synonymous with music and music practice. So it becomes more, much simpler and the parents can take a look at what's going on. They can see what lesson history has happened. They can see if their student, their kids are practicing, if they're, Teachers are actually supplying them with what they're saying they're supplying them with, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you feel more value for your dollar, which at the end of the day, you know, as, as we as much as we don't want to think about it, it is a business transaction, sure. a music lesson. It's just, you know, it's a transaction, mostly you and the parent and, you know, and then the student right, takes right, the right. lesson, you know. So in that scenario, the parent needs some way of seeing what's actually going on. So, you know, I remember coming home from guitar lessons and my dad would be like, so what do you do? Not as like, hey, what did you, he's always like, I'm like, I wish I was going to your guitar lessons. Like, so tell me what you did. And like, you know, I'd be like, oh, we did this thing or this thing. And I'd be like showing him a piece of paper and he'd be like, oh, what? Right, right. You know, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but it'd be kind of cool if you had like a portal where you could be like, oh, actually see, this is my assignment and I got to do these kinds of things. And this is how much I've done so far. And then the parents are like, oh, okay, I'm not wasting my $350 a month right. on your guitar lessons, right? You know, because it's not a cheap thing right. to take lessons at the end of the day. So I think having that sort of accountability stuff all built into really makes everybody just feel like their dollar is valued. You know, as and at the end of the day, that as crass as it is, that's what it boils down to for most sure. people. Sure, you know? absolutely. Um, you know, one of the kind of little side benefits that happened that we didn't really expect. And and when I thought about it, though, it made sense. And I, I do explain this to parents as I say, okay, well, here's how it used to work. You mm -hmm. guys, your son would pack up their guitar. You guys would get in the car. You drive 20 minutes. They come in the school. He unpacks his guitar. He goes in the room for 30 minutes, comes back out, packs up his guitar. You guys drive home. You walk in the door. He puts his guitar down. He does something else. Yeah. What happens now is they know they have a lesson at three o'clock. So they sit down at the computer and get ready about 15 minutes beforehand and have their guitar out and start playing the stuff that maybe they didn't really practice as much as they should have, right? And when the lesson ends, when the lesson ends, they don't have to go anywhere. They're sitting there with their guitar and they can continue to play. Now, the more 
you know, some of our adult students who really enjoy it. I know that when Brian clicks over to the next lesson, they yeah. sit there for a while. And 100%. in a lot of cases, they record a video of what yeah. they are doing to send back to Brian, yeah. which has become a kind of a whole thing with him is he watches the video before their lesson. Yeah. So he's already like, yeah, I checked that out. Boom, boom, boom. And, yeah. and they go from there, which again is just way more efficient and way more how the world works. Yeah. than what we've all been doing in the past. Right. Well, the thing is, too, is uh, where, you know, we're getting like where we've been through schooling already, like you, in the sense that like we're not kids anymore. So but it's the kids who are the ones who really know the technology the best. Like I said, they'll beat us to learning how to use all the stuff before yeah, yeah. we can figure it out. So you don't ever have to really worry about that, which is the nice thing about, you know, what we're doing and what, you know, we're, we're I'm honestly, I ask my 16 year old students all the time. I'm like, Hey man, like what's cool. I'm like, I feel old and weird asking, but like, what is like, <laughs> what apps do I need to know about? Like obviously TikTok, but like what else is out there that's like, what interface are they, is everyone still scrolling through news feeds or like, is there something else out there? Like, you know, keeping yourself in the loop of that stuff with your students, I think is also really important, but like for me, designing software that needs to be used by students who are, you know, from zero to, you know, a hundred years old, you know, but majority middle school, high school age, you know, so we're always trying to like, you know, the new music thing will have a news feed, kind of like your social feed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Stuff like that that sort of makes it a little bit more, you know, more comfortable to the students. So they're like, oh, I was just kind of like Facebook with a music thing. Yeah, I get it. You know, is but it's funny because, you know, when we incorporate all that technology, like you're saying, my students do the same thing is that with all the tools, they get off their lesson and they keep practicing. And, the, and then, like, I know this because I get video recordings, like you were just saying, through the platform that will tell me that they've been practicing. Or I can literally see that they're online. And I know that they're not just, it's not just open, like, they'd have to be doing something. So it's kind of cool. You can actually see randomly throughout the week, I'll be on the platform, and I'll just see someone logged in. Mm. And then I'll go check the leaderboard, which is, like, the practice tracking. And I'll, you'll see that they're, like, climbing up the leaderboard actively. Yeah. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think is really just, it's nice to have but like you're saying, that's the reality of just education and younger people in general. Like that's what they're expecting from everything. Right. Like they expect you to be able to file share really quickly and have it just drop into a simple, you know, repository for them. They understand how to get it. You know, right. they understand how to use an assignment <laughs> tool. Like they, you don't need to tell them that. You just need to give them the stuff. You know. Yeah, and it's then, such a. It, 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 and we're at this really interesting crossroads of all this stuff because yeah. so many of the adults don't yeah. go that way. And, you know, I was shocked when, when we were like, you know, we've got a bunch of really good online, like adult guitar students. Let's just try to get more of them. Yeah. And how many of them I talked to that just can't operate a computer. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, and they're like, well, you're, you know, you're a young whippersnapper. I'm like, I'm 55 years old. And they're like, oh, you're older than me. And I'm like, yeah, you, how can you not know how to use a computer at this point? You know, like yeah. they're, 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 you know, anti-tech, you know, those, yeah. those are people that are like, yeah, the internet, it's a fad, you know? And it's so interesting because, you know, and, and this, I guess, is one of the challenges with the online lesson world is you're selling the product to the parent. Right. And in their mind, they're projecting yeah. everything yeah. they think Exactly. about technology and computers and online lessons. Yes. And, and, you know, it's like, 
the parents will say, my kid doesn't learn well online. Right. But will in the same sentence say, he's been picking up all this guitar stuff on YouTube and he's getting really good. And I'm like, well, you, you, you just said they've been killing it on YouTube. You yeah. know, like, what are you talking about? And, you know, that's the challenge is, is yes. they're projecting their preconceived notions. Online yeah. is evil. Being on yeah. the screen, it's evil. We want our kids off the screens. And it's like, okay, well, I get it that you want to, you know, you, as a parent, you should monitor that. Maybe they don't right. do all day on TikTok. But educationally, right. school-wise, you know. <laughs> They're not going to do a lot of stuff in college that doesn't involve this, what we're doing right here. So right. how can you limit them from that? You're just, you're just going to like monkey, you know, put a roadblock yeah. in their future by doing Absolutely. that. So those are the challenges of selling it, you know, because yeah. you got to be, you know, courteous, courteous when you're talking to her and not tell them, you know, that they're totally wrong about their kid, but it, it is a challenge. Um, so that kind of leads me to the last thing that I just wanted to talk about because, you know, like you said, you're talking to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yeah. music schools and teachers. Yeah. What are the trends you're seeing and where do you think it's going? Yeah. So yeah. Hybrid groups. Um, yeah. It's the future. I mean, I'll state my cool. name to this. <laughs> it's hybrid groups. Uh, you quote me it, it, because the, it's so obvious, like to me, when I say obvious, it's always, I just mean me, is that to me, after talking to hundreds of teachers, it has become obvious that the thing everybody wants is what everybody on earth wants to work less and make more money, sure. but still do what they love. You know, like those three things I think are just a human basic 101, right? So the cool thing that we, we now have is music teachers can actually do that. Because any service-based job, and I don't think music school does a very good job, or maybe they purposely don't try, want you to think about it like this. Any service-based job that you run, you're limited to your time. Your time is finite. Sure. You can only teach so many lessons. Yeah, you trade your time for money. Fact. right? Time for money. And it's a straight equation that you can, on the 1st of January every year, you can punch those numbers into a calculator and you will not make a penny more than what that says. And you'll 99.9% .9 chance you will make less because it's, you're not actually going to be able to work everything you thought you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the reality of the world. The, the, what we would want is the opposite, but the reality of all lessons is that now with online group hybrids specifically, the reason like to me is this is specifically the winner because I can have a small studio like this I can have one person come in, in, I can have one person online or two people online or five people online. I could have each week they could rotate so that someone else gets to be in the, like the hot seat or something. That's a cool way of doing lessons that isn't pretty, isn't typical, but would probably work pretty well. And I know teachers that do very similar things, you know, and that kind of thing. Now I have a group of five where originally I was having a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. I'm not changing the price of my lessons. You know, there's still going to be, you know, a decent price for half hour, hour. So we're making five times the amount of money, but the students could be anywhere. I can now reach out to students anywhere on earth. If I live in LA and I'm like, oh man, how the hell am I going to get students? There are too many people here. Or if I live in Nashville, I have tons of friends in Nashville who are 
all running into similar problems of like everybody on the street is also teaching and is yeah, also yeah, a drummer yeah. is also you know you know <laughs> yeah. you you know exactly how it goes right you know yeah everyone in nashville plays so what if you could do something where you might be able to get a couple of the neighbor kids but to really grow out your business you can go and get kids from tennessee missouri and you know kentucky and all the virginia and Florida, who cares? You could go to go to China and England and France if you want. It doesn't matter. You know, if you can make the time zones work, you can make it work. Sure, sure, sure. And the cool thing about that now is that you can do other things like, you know, a lot of people when they say groups, they're just like, okay, I'll have like two or three kids in the group and we'll do these little like lab classes. That's cool. You can totally do that. Um, you can also do workshops. You, you can also do things like uh, add to, so I've this is a pretty cool one is, you might offer a 30 minute package, an hour long package, and then you might offer the hour long package with a special bonus practice session. Mm -hmm. And that's once a week. So technically they're getting two lessons a week. Right, right. But what it is, is the second lesson is just a group open room mm -hmm. where you as the teacher are just practicing. And it is a time for them to come in and ask questions, to chat with other people, to do a little practice of their own, to just kind of pick your brain about things. And to you, you're just practicing. So it's really just your 30 minutes that you were going to practice anyway. You're just going to jump on the call now. Now you're getting paid for practicing and answering a couple questions maybe. And now you, and likely you'll have more people that sign up for it than actually attend each week. Sure, sure. So you know what I mean? You're making a right. decent amount of extra cash. Right. Off Ex of yeah, it's an added value to the consumer that yeah. a lot of them may not. Take it right. Sorry, a lot of them know. might not take you up on it, but the initial now, remember, we said we're selling to the parent. Sure. So, you know, <laughs> the cool thing about that is this feels like the bonus, you know, the parents like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to get you the extra practice sessions because that's going to show us that you're really going to be. And then even the parent's going to be lenient about it. It's sure, like, oh, sure. well, you went to your lesson. It's okay if you don't get to the practice sessions. Yeah. But you as the teacher are like, hey, I'm just jamming out on my piano or my drum set. I'm making, you know, an extra $100 an hour just practicing for a bit. And you could have one of those a week or one every other day or one a month. You could do, you know, the, that's up to you as a business. Right, uh, right. You know, the really like what we're trying to say is that the options are basically limitless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the one-on-one -on -one lesson, it, it, the days are numbered of that yeah. really being the thing. It, it's the most inefficient model yeah. of all the music teaching, you know, and it's like all day long. I see, you know, cause I get copied. I, I don't read the emails, but I can, I know what it is cause it comes into our support email. So I just you kind of see them in my email feed of scheduling issues with their one-on-one yeah. -on -one lesson it, it's just there's just so many issues to it and, it, and it's kind of like we're you know again the challenge is like it's like parents don't even really realize how horrible that issue is right like it's so crappy for them but they quite sometimes don't really realize it yet it's like they they haven't really been told like do you realize how silly this is what we've been doing and how stupid right. and how much better this other thing will be and that's yeah. kind of the challenge and that's sort of the you know, the big push for my music school business is kind of like going into that next phase, change, you know, changing our whole yeah. website and everything. Cause really we kind of left our website the same through right. all these changes. It, it doesn't say we offer online guitar lessons. It just says we have killer guitar lessons, right. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, it is killer. Yeah. We just deliver it this a different way. It's still better than everyone else's out there. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of what I'm telling them. I'm going, our online guitar lesson will yeah. destroy that other guy that's doing it in person in his trailer 
you know, yeah. or whatever. No, so, I agree. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a big uh, change. Uh, Sam, I really appreciate how much time you spent w- with us today. Absolutely. Super fun conversation. I could talk about this kind of stuff all day. Yeah, right. I could it, go it's day. really awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, I look f- I know we're going to chat again. I, I want to have you on the show as you're doing updates to the program. Yeah, and also just as, you know, you know, my music school is about to you know, go through the process of getting all our students on board with Musi. Um, you know, it's 300 students. It's going to be a, yep. it's going to be one of those, you know, things we got to plan out. Okay. How do we make this happen without all the parents? Like, you know, yep. I'm cutting your heads off. <laughs> and I know you guys offer a lot of help and support yeah, with that. That's, and, that's basically what, think of us as your personal assistant. Yeah. Those, and, and just, guys. you know, I, I, I love all the, the, the way that you're doing support and everything. So, Look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate it too. And everybody should go to musy.live. All the links will be in the show notes, all that kind of stuff. So uh, you can set up a, uh, a demo with Sam.